Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about grief. Yes, grief, as in the sadness that comes after a loss, as in the feelings that come after a loss, as in the process that happens after a loss. One of the misconceptions people have is that grief is only possible when someone dies. Someone dies, you feel sad, you go through the grief process. That's the only way most of us think about the topic of grief. When in reality, there's actually a whole other way to be talking about grief. I recall going to a training several years ago up at Spirit Rock, and the presenter was David Rico. And one of the things that he was talking about is that when we are experiencing anything that's painful, in order for us to heal through it, we have to not only acknowledge what we lost or whatever it was, the, the loss that we experienced, but that we also have to acknowledge the grief around what was present that should have been absent. When he was speaking about it, he was speaking about childhood trauma, actually, and how it impacts the way that we form relationships as adults. And he was saying, in particular as it relates to abuse and neglect, that we have to grieve what was absent that should have been present and what was present that should have been absent. In the case of abuse, you have to grieve the fact that the abuse was present and that caretaking and safety was absent. And the opposite is also true in terms of if there was neglect, let's say emotional neglect, so your emotional needs were not met, you have to acknowledge and grieve what was absent, which should have been present. And in the case of neglect, in the example that I'm using, that's emotional neglect. That would have been the thing that was absent was, let's say, emotionally attuned parents. Like if they were neglectful, that was emotional neglect. And so what was absent was their emotional presence. And we have to grieve that. We have to grieve that they were not able to be present when their emotional presence and their emotional attunement should have been present. And now you might be wondering why this matters or why it's important and why I'm even speaking about it. So we're gonna talk about that. One of the greatest challenges we see right now as America is going through this uprising as it relates to the continued racial inequities, police brutality, 
and how black and brown bodied lives are not valued in the way that white bodies or white passing bodies are. And it's important to know that because for the last four, five hundred years, people have not been allowed to grieve. There's been no room for it. It hasn't been welcome. And when thinking about grief, most of us only ever think about when someone dies. But when we apply that, that loss is any time or grief is any time we experience something in terms of something that was present that should have been absent or something that was absent that should have been present, when we take that definition of grief and loss and apply it to what we've seen in our country for the last several hundred years, it can start to make sense that there is a collective grief around all of the abuses and atrocities and almost all of them systemic, literally built into the systems that this country was founded on. So all of the abuses and atrocities against people of a certain color or people that looked a certain way. So grieving how that was present while safety and protection were absent. And in terms of what was absent that should have been present, it's also important to grieve how safety and protection were absent and instead violence and atrocities were present. And as you heard in the previous episode of the podcast, and if you haven't listened to episode four, then please go back and listen to episode four. But as you heard in the previous episode on intergenerational trauma with Dr. B. Nilaja Green, we don't have to go very far to see how this absence of things that ought to be present and this presence of things that should have been absent have not only been part of the ancestral stories that we carry, but also our current stories. And when you have a culture that doesn't honor and recognize grief, then we have a culture that falls into depression. And as you are probably aware, when you look around the American culture, there's an absence of rituals and rites of passage. And when there's an absence in rites and rituals around how to grieve, we don't know what to do with it. We internalize it. We keep it quiet. It becomes depression by turning inwards. And it can also be depression by turning that anger and sadness outwards and lashing out at others. 
I remember when I used to work with teens, in particular with probation-involved youth, I would hear so many of my non-mental health colleagues speaking about their poor behavior of the youth and how they're acting out and all this other stuff. And it made me so upset because what they didn't understand is that one of the ways teens actually express depression and symptoms of depression can be by turning it outwards and getting angry and lashing out by getting loud, by getting violent, and by saying all sorts of stuff. That's one of the very real ways that depression shows up. And it's not just applicable to teens. Of course, when we think of teens, we think of them as having less impulse control. And that's why we mostly think of teens when we think of depression turned outwards in terms of anger and lashing out. And the truth of the matter is, can start to turn that anger outwards. And when we have a country that has so much to grieve and yet has no rituals and no way of grieving it, it can look like anger and lashing out on social media, in the news, in our friend groups. So the next time you find yourself being in judgment or having a reaction to the way someone else is approaching you, especially as it relates to race relations in America, take some time to understand that they are probably grieving, grieving the presence of what has been present for so long that should have been absent and the absence of things that should have been present that have been absent for so long. So for this week, for today, and as you take the information you heard here out into the world, know and recognize that when there is that type of anger energy, people are grieving. And in the next episode, we'll take it further. And I'll share with you what you can be doing when you are faced with someone else's grief around our world today. And I also want you to know that this grief isn't just outside of us, in other people. This grief lives inside each and every single one of us. And it's up to each and every single one of us to go inside and to sit with ourselves and to get curious about all of the ways that you also have experienced things that should have been absent and experienced the absence of things that should have been present. Thank you for joining me today. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, I would love your help in spreading the word. Please share this episode with family, friends, subscribe to the podcast, rate and review the podcast so that other people have an opportunity to find it as well. And lastly, if you are a Black, Indigenous, or person of color, 
or someone who loves a Black, Indigenous, or person of color, and you're interested in support as you move through your grief, your anger, your sadness, and all of your big feelings, I've opened up some space in my healing practice to work with you. If you're feeling called, you can find out more on my healing practices website, Center for Soulful Relationships. Dot com. I'll leave a link to that in the show notes. Thank you again so much for joining me.